Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Can we save old growth forests and still support forestry jobs in this province? Well, that's the tightrope that the province is trying to walk right now. And there is more money to try and do that. So let's find out more about that. Joining us now is BC Forest Minister Bruce Ralston. Thank you for joining us. Oh, great. Great to be invited, Simi. Please tell me about this announcement that happened yesterday. So there's more support coming, but for what? Well, um, the uh, previous forest minister initiated uh, a program to uh, what's called defer uh, old growth logging. There's 3.5 million hectares already deferred, and we've deferred another 2.1 million. So that, I think, if you if you're thinking about it as in terms of an analogy, uh, Ireland is about six million hectares, the the entire island of uh, of. Uh, uh, so it, it, it's a big it's a big area, um, but certainly what uh, British Columbians recognize is that uh, forestry is a is a foundational industry here. One writer referred to it decades ago as as green gold. It's been important for our economic future, but increasingly people uh, sense the importance and have actually demanded that uh, we recognize other values other than economic ones. So the importance of forest for biodiversity, for wildlife, for tourism, for conservation. All of those values are are important. And that's uh, what uh, our report on the uh, strategic report on old growth uh, set out, the the path forward, which is really a fundamental shift in the way in which we we manage forests here in British Columbia. And there are good reasons to do that, uh, because particularly in the interior, what's called the annual allowable cut that's set by an independent officer. That is the, the amount that any, uh, any holder of, a, of the right permits can, can cut is coming down steadily. That's due to uh, the pine beetle epidemic over many years. And also, I think everyone in British Columbia is familiar with the, the wildfire seasons that we've had recently. And that, that's burned up uh, a lot of the potential uh, area of the forest for other activities. So, so that's that's the, the those are the steps that we're taking for, uh, forward. Uh, First Nations are integrally involved in in this process, and what we announced, uh, uh, Premier and I announced uh, yesterday, is uh, new steps to uh, involve uh, a planning process. We call it forest landscape planning, um, which uh, are community-focused planning tables. They're uh, previously, the plans were simply submitted by the forest company. This, these plans will be uh, uh, put together by uh, working together at, at uh, negotiation tables with the First Nations, uh, the companies, uh, the unions, and their uh, the representatives of the workers, including unions, and communities, municipal governments, and regional districts. So the idea is to have a regionally focused uh, planning process that... Uh, gets results and gets certainty. Some areas will be for conservation, some will be for um, potential logging, and some will be uh, mixed use. Okay, so along with that, though, there was also more money uh, to help fund manufacturing jobs. So Mm -hmm. what about those jobs and where are they coming from if there's less 
less, you know, lumber for them to work with, what are those jobs going to be? That's that, that's a great question. What we're talking about and uh, is to get more value from every log. But people talk about secondary manufacturing, and sometimes people, it's not clear what that is. But in the Fraser Valley, the extended Fraser Valley, that is all the way up to Hope, about 45% of the jobs in the forest industry take place. And what those manufacturing plants do is uh, they're specialty cedar, whether it's siding, uh, shakes, shingles, um, whether it's veneer, plywood. Uh, I toured a, a, a plant in Amistice Island. They, they create veneer. That's, you peel the log like you would peel a carrot and cut it up. Uh, it comes out very wet. They ship it over to Amistice Island where they have uh, dryers, and then they create 16 different types of wood, which they, make, they use to make into plywood. That's what we call value-added. And uh, that creates more jobs than simply uh, cutting the log and uh, maybe slicing it into two-by-fours, which is an important part of the industry, admittedly, and shipped generally to the states. But so we're, we've taken a number of measures to, and it's $180 million in a fund, to help those industries adjust, uh, maybe buy the new uh, equipment that they need uh, to a- add an extra shift uh, of, uh, to, uh, to create more value from every law that, that, that's taken down. And do you believe that jobs can be expanded in that way? Like we talk about jobs being lost in the forestry sector, but can we help build the sector with this? Uh, well, in the secondary manufacturing sector, the, these are companies that they don't have what's called tenure. That is the right to their own, the, the crown land that they own, that they have the exclusive right to log on. They buy their logs uh, through the BC timber sales, which is a market process. So they don't, they have to go out and buy those. What we have said is that we're going to guarantee at least 10% of the sales from the crown agency, the BC timber sales to secondary men. And there'll be some verification and audit to make sure that people aren't uh, skewing the process. That's a first step. Uh, previously, I think in the nineties, it was 20%. So we've taken a first step here, but I'm optimistic. And that announcement was very enthusiastically received by the value-added sector. A lot of them came out from some distance to, uh, to uh, celebrate uh, at the announcement. And so that's why we're expanding that sector, because basically uh, I- I'm convinced, and the advice that I've got is that that will create more jobs uh, uh, here, and, and particularly in the uh, extended lower mainland. The logging is done generally uh, elsewhere in the province, uh, uh, but and the and the results uh, the timber is shipped to the, the value added manufacturers, but there are value added manufacturers elsewhere in the province too. Right? Can we build that value added manufacturing in those communities that are perhaps also worried about losing their jobs? Uh, I think that's uh, that's that, that's that's possible. Um, but what, what I'm uh, it, it the the investment required to establish a, a new plant is. Uh, is is uh, is a big challenge. So the the fund focuses on 180 million focuses on uh, improvements to existing plants. Largely, I think uh, uh, it's up to 10 million dollars, or t- fully 20 percent of the capital that they would have to invest. So it's a uh, it's a uh, I think a, a well crafted, generous uh, uh, fund for uh, enhancing the existing value added manufacturers. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning. Great. Thanks very much, Simi.